0: Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the
1: podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave for another exciting book talk. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: uh, I have to tell you that since we've gone to a month instead of every two weeks, it's um, it feels more exciting when we're here because we haven't been here in four right. weeks or whatever right so i hope that's how you feel listeners <laughs> that you're delighted to see our episode pop up in the list right. of new episodes yeah so but yeah it is exciting so and we're here to talk about uh well well first this is episode 29 oh yes 29 29 i know
1: it's going on almost two years yeah, yeah. two years it was july 2020 right I think we didn't start it in August. I mean, the idea was June of 2020. That's right. (laughs) The idea came June of 2020. Took a while to get everything. Born on a float in the pool. Yes, it was. (laughs) On a very hot
0: day. Right. So, yeah, so we're coming. This is 29. We're here to talk about The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel a little iffy about trying to summarize this book without giving anything away. Oh, I think we could summarize. Well, I mean, I c- we can. It's just going to be fewer details than normal. I think. Right. So it starts out with something of a flash. Well, a, pr- a present day, and then it goes backwards. Is that how we want to say it? Yes. Okay. So it starts out in the present moment. A bad thing has happened to a character, and
1: <laughs> that's pretty vague. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, but he's not.
0: He's an important character, but he's he's important in his absence, really. Right. More okay. so. Do you want to you want to crack at this because I I don't have confidence in my skills at this
1: one. So, okay, so Ben, Ben is yes. Ben is the main one of the main characters. There's a lot of main characters actually, but uh, so Ben and Jess are stepbrother and sister. Half brother and, sis- yes. and Half sister. Half brother and sister, right? Mm-hmm. So Ben lives in this apartment in France and Jess is um she is she has a hard life. Yep. And so she contacts him and said, Hey, I need a place to stay. Boom, whatever. He says, Sure. Okay, come. I'll be, this is where I live, you know, whatever. So when Jess gets there, he's not there. And then she doesn't know what's happened to him. Um, he's just sort of disappeared. Right. Right. But his wallet's there. Everything, his keys are there yeah. to get, you know. So she gets her way into the apartment and starts staying in the apartment and Basically it is the the story of her trying to discover where her brother went. Okay, nice work. Okay, was that Good job. vague
0: enough? <laughs> yep. Yep. That that was a great summary. Okay. Uh because there's you're right, there are a lot of main characters in this one. Lucy Foley in the, at least in my experience, a lot of her books are written from multiple perspectives, so your every chapter yep, is, every chapter changes their narrator. Yeah. Um and uh, not every narrator is like a main character. I wouldn't say no, but they play an important role. Yes, in and you some need, way or another, you need to know that little part of their story for right. the whole thing to make sense. Right. So, um, so before we get into the spoilers on this book, though, um, let's talk about what we're drinking.
1: Oh, so a couple in the building owns a winery. Yes. Okay, and, and so- they have an expansive wine cellar. Absolutely. And so, what we decided the only drink that made sense was wine. Yeah. Um, Now, Jacqueline is not a wine fan.
0: I'm just not much of a wine drinker. It's honestly, it makes me thirstier, but that's okay. So, I'm I'm willing to
1: expand my palate. Um, We decided red wine was probably a little too heavy. For for time hot, of day. <laughs> right. Hot midday Saturday. Yeah. So we went with something a little bit more refreshing. And so it's a rose. Yes. A whispering angel rose. Yeah.
0: And it's a, it is pretty. It's, it's rose gold. It's exactly what it looks like. Right. I can see where they got that color. Um, I have to tell you that um my last experience with a rose was frose. <laughs> on, well, gr- on a girls' weekend. <laughs> well, those are good. <laughs> so uh and it um yeah, it was a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to this. So cheers. cheers! She has them in these very pretty cut glass, like cut glass glasses. Is yeah. that right? It's my, favorite. my favorite. My oh.
1: favorite. Oh, see, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. It's a little um more tart. Yeah, which is because uh, I don't is like fine. dry. Well, I don't like sweet. So, so like some white wine. Apparently, rose is where we land. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know why it's rose? just a little wine. When you go wine tasting a lot, they tell you this. It's because the they're red grapes and they soak the skin. What? It's just, the skin from the red grapes makes the um, it gives it the color? Gives it the color. Because it's soaked it somehow in there. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that you say that
0: because now now that you have said that out loud and it's like it's in my head, the like the lingering taste of this is a little it's bit red. like grape skin. Yeah. Yeah. So okay
1: That's how they get the okay. color for rosé
0: Interesting mm-hmm. I see it Because learned-
1: it's not a green grape or a white grape right. or anything like that It's red grape But I learn something every time we do this podcast And today it's that <laughs> I did listen this one moment in time at the wine tasting <laughs> event, so I did listen to what they were saying. So, so, anyway,
0: well, good. Well, yeah, so nice choice. I left it to Kelly, I trusted her instincts on this one. And um, she's like, Oh, I'll go fine. I'll
1: go buy some wine. I'm like, Oh, honey, no, no, you don't need to do I, that. <laughs> I mean, I would have, but I it's I got plenty of choices. I usually
0: fall back to uh, the Josh Cabernet. Oh. <laughs> Which is which is a book club favorite at my neighborhood, but um, yeah. So thank you. It was it's a nice choice, and this should be I should have no problem finishing this as we talk <laughs> okay, about the, okay. the book.
1: Okay, so before we talk about spoilers, what are you reading now? Um, so I am reading the latest one from Janet Ivanovich, but not the. The, her series, what do you Stephanie call it? Stephanie Plum. Yeah, not the Stephanie Plum. It's the, her newest one, The Recovery Agent. And I think this is the beginning of another series because this character, Gabriella, showed up in the Stephanie Plum novels. Right, like the 28th I or think, 29th, yes. whatever she just and did. She's, okay. she's not a bounty hunter, but she um, investigates insurance or okay, uh, insurance fraud or looks for things for insurance companies that you know okay. have been stolen or lost or whatever. Do you like it? Uh, so far, I do. I think it's very similar too. It's, I wondered. Yeah. Okay. Um. So far, I do. Okay. Um. Yeah. I.
0: I. You know, I love the Stephanie Plum series. I mean, I've read them all, and I oh, love yeah. it. And I will see them through. I'm hoping that eventually she makes a choice. Well, <laughs> I'm just hoping that sometime it ends. Really, I am. But um. But I yeah, I wouldn't want to read the same character in the same yeah. dilemmas. Is there is there a love triangle in this one too? Uh
1: Sort of. It's her
0: ex-husband. Oh, all right. So they have a history. Yes. Okay.
1: Who they're on this adventure together with. Okay. So it's a little different. Got it. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, you know, if nothing else, Janet Ivanovich is always super entertaining. Entertaining, yes. Because
1: funny. She can be funny.
0: Yeah. Okay, Sorry. so but just des- or besides the Paris apartment, I just finished reading "I Must Betray You" by Ruta Sepetis, which is a YA targeted novel. Um, Ruta Sepetis typically, if anyone doesn't know, she writes a lot of like lesser known major historical events or or ways that major historical events um, affected. Um, smaller or lesser-known groups of people. Uh, She wrote one about um, genocide in Lithuania in World War II, and she wrote one about, like, growing up in a brothel in New Orleans, and she wrote one about uh, a ship sinking with um, a bunch of teens and uh, children on it who were orphaned. And in this one, um, she writes about the... Um, the fall of communism in Eastern Europe in the 80s, and in this particular instance, um, or in this particular book, she's writing from the point of view of a Romanian teen. Wow! And it was intense, uh, but it's very good. I, re- I like her stuff. Um, it this one was a little sad, and I I'm not afraid to, or I'm not ashamed to admit to you that I teared up more than once <laughs> while I was reading it. But it was good. And I'm also I just yesterday finished the last audiobook in the court of thorns and roses trilogy i it's like 75 hours worth oh, of Lord. listening
1: yeah no I, I i don't know where you found time I, for that
0: well it's a, a lot of driving back and forth to work and and then um what i found myself doing because i was really into it was uh i i was like coming in from the car popping in my air and or airpods and like going about my chores and still listening because oh. i was really into the story um it but but I will say, I was telling the person at work who recommended this series to me that I was feeling so much anxiety for the characters in this book toward the end of this trilogy that I, like I know there's another one. It's not necessarily continuing of the trilogy, but it features other characters. I, I have to I have to take a minute away from this story because i was feeling actual like concern for fictional people Oh right. (laughs) (laughs) well that's a good book maybe i need to be done with them for for a few minutes and i'll (laughs) tell you i was reading some reviews about it and it's pretty divisive there are some people who are like it's the greatest thing i've ever read and there are some people who are like one star do not recommend so i don't know it's uh i enjoyed it it was entertaining um and the audio was really good both there were two different narrators and um I liked both of them. Another one of my colleagues is listening to it, but she's listening to the full cast version. Oh. Which I don't typically enjoy, but she says um, it's really, it's helping her keep all the characters straight, but also uh, it's sort of interesting to hear it in separate voices, not just one person doing all those voices. So Yeah, so that's where I'm at. All right. And I have um, The Sea of Tranquility, the new Emily St. John Mandel title. Ready to go. I have to read that one tomorrow, like, all in one day because it's really overdue. (laughs) Sorry, the people who are behind me in line, but it's coming back. I promise. So, anyway. Okay, so that's it. We have the drink. We have the books we've read now. Are we ready to do
1: spoilers? We are. Here we go. Three, two, one. spoiler alert. I have to tell you. Mm Mm-hmm. I've never read Lucy Foley before. Okay. I think I have to try another novel, okay. one of hers, because ugh, this is really kind of a dark story, and I and I don't really like the characters. I didn't really like any of the characters. Okay, any of them. I
0: get that. <laughs> okay, I, I mean they all have... I don't know. So, yeah. I have only read one. Other. She wrote the guest list, wasn't she it the wrote guest the guest list? list? And I did like that one. So that's that one, one I was gonna try. That one was one when I read it. It made me gasp out loud, and I enjoyed. I think I actually wrote that one up on the on our now stagnant blog. <laughs> I think I wrote it up on there, and when I read it, I remember thinking, like, I was guessing a lot, and I kept getting proven wrong, but I was, like, I was okay with that because I got a little more with each chapter, right? Oh, you
1: know, the twists and turns in this novel were, like, I was shocked, like, at one point, I thought, I was, I don't know, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about the characters, and all of a sudden, I was doing something, and it popped into my head, and it was like, oh, my God, I know who did it. Oh. I know who did it. Were you right? No. (laughs)
0: Okay. <laughs> no, and I think that's the fun no, of reading right, her stuff. Right. Yeah,
1: I do. And I had this whole scenario of... of So, okay, let's, let's go back before yeah, I tell you fine. what my thing. Okay, so as we said in the summary, Ben lives in this apartment in France, Paris. Paris. And uh, his sister Jess contacts him and says, you know, I need a place to stay. Can I come? He says yes. She gets there. He's disappeared. Yeah. Okay, so...
0: And they, it's important to note, they don't have the closest of relationships. Jess has been on her own for a little bit longer. Ben got adopted um, as a teen, and he, his adoptive parents, like, they gave him some stuff that Jess can't even imagine. Right. And he is now a journalist. Yes. But she walks into this place, or walks up to the place, and she's like... How's he living here? Right, right, right. So they, she, it feels. I think she says this a, a few times in the book that it feels like she, um, she does a lot of the asking. Like their relationship is a lot of like, he helps her out a lot, and but in this instance, she really needed to get out of where she was living, and is his was the first place she thought of to go. Right. Okay.
1: So anyway, she arrives at the thing, and she, you know, cut, you know, rings the bell. He doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. So um, one of the other tenants of yeah. the building um, comes up, and he's like angry and whatever. But he punches in a code, and she watches what he punches in, and so she gets access to Ben's apartment mm-hmm. and um, gets gets up there and. Um, and then finds that he's not there, doesn't know where he is. She tries calling him. Like we said, all of his wallet is there, his keys are there, everything. So she doesn't know. But in the meantime, it's the story of her trying to figure out where, what happened to him. Right. right? Where has he gone? Where is he gone? Mm-hmm. Um, she finds his necklace in the floorboards. Yep. And so now she's thinking, okay, something might be wrong. Because he the, never took it off. He, he never yep. took it off. And then he left her when he was leaving her a voicemail telling her, the recording was of him, something happening to him because it just stopped in the middle.
0: Yeah. And she finally gets to someone who thinks, like, to to listen a little more closely. And they can hear a little bit of, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Right. And then he just trails off. Right. So, and for her own reasons, we don't want to spoil everything, but for her own reasons, she doesn't want to go to the police. Right. And so she knows that one of the other tenants in the building is a friend of Ben's. That's how he got this apartment in the first place, was through this referral, we'll call it. Right. And so she recruits him to help. And because she doesn't speak French, and I don't speak French. I had to do a lot of translating Right. I was reading this. (laughs) Um, we're, We're meant to believe that he's helping. Right. And he gets the case elevated to like a more impo- like a a higher up police investigator. And he assures Jess that they're like they're checking into it, and her name's not going to be involved in any way. But he turns out to be a little slimy.
1: <laughs> yes. So. Yes. So, yeah. So, so Nick is one of the tenants, and that was the friend of Ben. Mm-hmm. And then there's Antoine. Yeah. Right. Who lives
0: in another. F- un- so each floor of this building, this apartment building, is a separate apartment. Right. And so we get to know each tenant. Right. Antoine and, and his wife live, I think, on the first
1: floor. Correct. Um, ben was on the third floor. Mm-hmm. Second floor. Nick was the second. second. floor. Fourth floor was Mimi. Yep. And the penthouse was Sophia, Sophia and Jacques. Yes. Yeah. And Mimi has a roommate. So Mimi's like a 19, 20 year old. Yeah. Uh, Sophia and Jacques, Jacques are older. Right. And then there's a concierge <laughs> the who oversees everything, who has a little tiny shack on the first. Yeah. Like she's like the gatekeeper, so yeah. to speak. Um, it's little old woman. Um. But she sees everything. But she sees everything and yeah. she knows everything.
0: Yeah. She's uh, been around so long, she knows a lot of secrets.
1: Right, and so those are your main characters So I felt again like, Kind of like what I said about the Marie Benedict book It was like you're in a play Mm -hmm. It's the same, this to me was the same thing Because you you don't really venture out of the apartment building There's a few times Mm -hmm. when Jess went um, to the police station Or to a restaurant to meet somebody But otherwise everything happens in one of the apartments Or on the grounds of the apartment building Right, that's true Um, Yeah, so it's just like a one set play, right? Yeah,
0: (laughs) so yeah, yeah. I am a little sorry that we didn't get into more of the architecture of this building because I was having a lot of fun like imagining all of the hidden passages and stuff, especially as she was finding out that she could move in the walls of the building. Right, just just found this out.
1: And there was people that you could look in other people's apartments, which was weird. Yeah, but that um, was a little and little trap doors that you could enter, like. She found the one door behind the couch mm-hmm. in Ben's apartment. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it w- yeah. it was weird. Um, I don't know how much we should spoil. Well, I mean we're, we're in spoiler, we're in the spoiler, spoiler so hopefully you've yeah. read this. But come if to you f- haven't, go back, <laughs> go read it, and then okay. come pick up here. Come to find out, Nick, Antoine, Mimi are all the children of Sophie, Sophia, and Jacques. Kind of, kind of, at their. A family, in quotes. Yes, they're a blended family. They're a blended family, um, and there's a lot of um, and they are mystery around that family too. And they're
0: extremely wealthy. Yes, like obnoxiously so. Yes, and what ultimately we come to know in one of the twists of the story is why they're so wealthy. Right. So I don't know if if we want to get there yet, but we, so we, so we go like chapter to chapter. We hear from Jess. We hear a little bit from Nick. We hear a little bit from Mimi. And what we're finding is that everyone in the building had a different relationship with Nick. Or I'm sorry, with Ben. Had a different relationship with Ben.
1: Do you know who you never really hear from who never had his own chapter? Jacques? Well, yes, because there was a reason for that. (laughs) I didn't figure that out to the end, but no, Antoine.
0: Yeah, I, well, I think he only would have had one thing to say because he was pretty pissed about Sophie. Right, right. Yeah. So, so Nick and Antoine are Jacques' sons. Mimi is Jacques and Sophie's daughter. And so, um, there's there's this weird like blended it's a, family yeah. dynamic happening. Um, you know, some blended families work <laughs> seamlessly. Yeah. This one did not. This one did not. There was a lot of anger, disrespect. Yeah. 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 And um, so but what we find is, that so Nick and Ben are friends from college, and this is how Ben gets this apartment. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to say that some of the other, like a little more shocking ones. We find out that Ben and Sophie are having an affair yes. in the building. In the building. Where her husband, who I don't think would have reacted well to this. Right. W- was a lot. You know, he was there a lot. Um, Mimi has developed... Something more than a crush, an infatuation, on ben. That's obsession. That's a great word of obsession. infatuation. <laughs> yes, Uh with Ben and she, because she can see from her apartment into, into his, his apartment, yeah. and comes to convince herself that uh, because he because he was nice to her, right, which is kind of heartbreaking because right. he was nice to her. She's certain that he feels the same about her. Unbeknownst to Mimi, he's sleeping with Mimi's mom, right, which is right, not great, and. Um Antoine and Ben had a we'll call it um what what is the word for animosity? Oh <laughs> there's their relationship was full of animosity because yes. Antoine, I think, thought that Ben and Antoine's wife were sleeping together. Correct. They were not. That was like a decoy. Yes. Because we find out eventually that Antoine's wife and Mimi's roommate were having a relationship. And so begins all of the twisty reveals <laughs> of the end third of this book. <laughs> right. Yes. So, yeah. So every so so as we're reading it, we're like we're we're learning a little bit more about what happened to Nick and really anyone in this apartment had the motive and the opportunity to have attacked him in whatever way. Right. Make him disappear. Right. So, and I think this is this is where Lucy Foley shines because Okay, I'm saying that this is only the second book, but in both books, (laughs) (laughs) Lucy Foley, if this is not where you shine, you've got me fooled. Um, In both the books I've read, you think you've got it figured out and then you get a little more and then you think you've got it figured out and then you get a little more. And I like that we
1: don't necessarily get that big reveal on the first try. Right. And what I my like I said, when I was thinking about it and I have this epiphany. Oh, my gosh, I know who did it. Right. So, I'm going with the whole um, not so truthful narrator. What do you call that? I can't. Oh, unreliable it. narrator. Unreli- yes. There we go. Okay. Unreliable narrator, which is Jess to me, right? Yeah. So I'm going with that one, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Jess killed her brother. What? <laughs> <laughs> because yes, that's this is where I'm you going. You went to like girl on the train and the woman L. in cabin ten. I did. I'm okay, okay. like Jess killed her brother and. She's trying to lead the reader off, and we'll discover down the road that she really did it. And she's playing this game, and you know, she, maybe she didn't just arrive, she's been here before, she did something to him. And you know, this is where my mind was going, Wow, I know that's dark. And then, <laughs> well, okay, well, right. Um, and I don't know why, something that it was something that she said in one of her chapters, and I'm thinking, Oh. Oh, no, she's not. And well, I, think, I totally missed that. I just think it was because she had a hard life and she wasn't necessarily the most uh, truthful character. Yeah. meaning she was,
0: ob- she was jealous.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, this is where it's going. Well, that's not where. It's not where it went at all. No. I, did you see
0: the ending of this book I did not see the ending Okay. Coming. Are we ready to talk we about are. the twists? Yes. Okay so we find so Jess has befriended a a journalistic colleague of Ben's and together he's the one who comes up with the let's listen in with our why? with, with noise canceling headphones so we can hear more and he's helping her like seek out people who might know him and um ultimately he is with Jess when they discover why this family oh let's let's go back to that so all the five people who live in this apartment so um jess comes to the realization because she sees some photographs that they're family but she doesn't know why no one has told her that right and so she's digging in a little further digging a little further and when she found ben's wallet she found like a business card but like a fancy one in it and Theo, the help, the journalistic friend, or the journal friend, journalist friend. Oh my goodness, the journalist friend, <laughs> um, helps identify the symbol on it, and they go to this club, mm-hmm. and she can only get in with this card. And they find out that it's really like a front for sex workers, right? Right. Who are not freely engaging in the sex work, right? And so this is why. Also, so we find out this is how they're making so much money, they're quote unquote selling wine with girls on the side, right? Which is, ugh. right. And um, as they get closer to this, the family doesn't want her to blow their secret, right? And so now she's in a little bit of danger, and the police officers are involved that we thought were like meant to be helping, and they're involved. And Nick has been lying to her about this. And Antoine is really just like drinking the family fortune away. Right. <laughs> Jacques has disappeared. But you don't know that. No, he. but he's but the, the sons start asking, like, why right has he left, left us here to deal with this mess? Right. And but they keep getting voicemail messages from him. And, and this is how it's been their whole life where he's like, I know I can count on you to handle this in my absence. And then that's like, that's one of the 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 twists I didn't see coming well, for sure. No, I didn't either. Um, so go ahead. You're. It looks like you're going to say something. no.
1: I I was just. I don't know. So one of the other twists is comes to find out that Sophie yeah was actually one of those sex workers. Yep, and that's how she met Jacques. Yes, right. Yep. So um,
0: and that's why the sons are so awful to her right because they're they're they know what
1: how dare you join our family right when you've you know obviously you're just a gold digger and then the other twist to that is the concierge's daughter yes how so how the the concierge is this older woman she came to live with her daughter Mm -hmm. because she thought she was a dancer yes well she was a dancer she was a dancer in this not of the theater sort right yeah Yeah. (laughs) and um The daughter got pregnant. Yep. And so Mimi is the product of that pregnancy. Something happened to the daughter. Right. She died. Yes. And so Jacques took Mimi and gave her to Sophie because Sophie wanted to have a child. Right. It's so convoluted. And
0: right. So then so they've kept this concierge on staff and like in in their building this long because they're they know she knows this and could ruin them or, and I don't even know that it would ruin them that particular part of the story, but Mimi doesn't know. No. And, um, and Mimi's dealing with her own stuff now. Right. (laughs) Namely (laughs) that she's, uh, in her head in a full blown relationship with
1: Ben and, um, is not in a real life relationship with Ben. I want to say she finds out about Ben and her mother. Well, that's how we get to another twist, yeah. Right? So it was a roller coaster ride, y'all. I mean, like maybe the last like what five chapters of the book, everything is happening. Remember all the things like in the order in which they were revealed. But so ultimately, we find out that
0: okay, we better get this right.
1: Hang on. (laughs) Okay, so the dad Jacques went in, bludgeoned him. Mimi went in to stop her dad from. Doing it. Right. And ended up stabbing him. Stabbed the dad. Yes. And then... And then, what's her name? Sophie walked in, wrapped Jacques up in the carpet, took Ben technically upstairs, and the two boys carried their dad out thinking it was Ben. And then, in the twist of all twists,
0: (laughs) as Jess is trying to escape, being attacked and and dealt with by this family she races into the secret passages of the building which eventually lead her to the attic where
1: she finds ben alive (laughs) alive laying on the bed and and he's in bad shape but he's he's alive and
0: that's when the sons realize that the body that they buried in the garden outside
1: was actually their dad was actually Jacques. yeah like seriously, Y'all, it
0: was twistier than an ice cream cone.
1: <laughs> because... It was. I had to go back and read it twice okay. because, like, I had to figure out who was bludgeoning who and who was stabbing who, and and yeah,
0: I yeah, I should have probably gone back and read it an, an additional time, but um, yeah. So it was. It wasn't just. So, so ultimately, the mystery was not just what happened to Ben. And cuz this the whole book we're led to believe that he's dead. I think.
1: And we're all and through the whole book you're led to believe that Jacques is, is a part. Oh, absolutely. You know, like yeah. cuz and Sophie's the one who's sending the text right. to the sons. So Ben disappears then Jacques takes off, which makes him look super guilty. Right. Jacques didn't really take off. No, he didn't. He's <laughs> buried in the garden by his two sons, but um So but I I again when I was reading through it this morning I'm thinking Okay, why did I think that Jacques was still in the present? It is because you were so much in the past and Jacques yeah. was in the past. You didn't spend that much time in the present unless you were with Jess. Yeah. Or or Yeah, you know, or Sophie talking about her relationship with Ben, you know, but so I you miss it. Yeah. You don't realize that he's a missing person.
0: So I'll tell you that on the hardcover book, on the outside of it, there is a a quote from a New York Times book reviewer. That says, pay close attention to seemingly throw away details about the characters' pasts. They are all clues. So I found myself really, like, not even just with the characters, but, like, there, there's a scene when Jess is approaching the uh, the apartment building and she sees this, like, freshly turned dirt. And I was like, oh, what's underground there? <laughs> like, I was really proud of myself <laughs> for noting that thing. Right. But I, but, and this is where when when i read the guest list she got me with this too so i don't know that you could ever have guessed the ending of this book because she holds back like just enough information right. that i don't know that anyone could have figured out why or how this played out the way it did without reading all the way through the end which i think is great because right it that's a, that's a more right. fun way to read a mystery Right. She, the same thing happened in the guest list. I was like, OK, I, I would never have guessed that because I didn't know this thing about that character ever in the book until we reached like the big reveal. So um, I think it's fun that she holds back just a smidge. But ultimately, it's like it's the key that unlocks the right. answer. Right.
1: I mean, you can guess like. You, you saw the overturned dirt. And what did you think immediately? Ben uh, was yes. under there?
0: Uh, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> I mean, was like, there's a dead body right. in that garden. Right. Why
0: doesn't anyone else think that? <laughs> because at that point, when we saw the overturned dirt, we didn't know that they were all related and working together on some, like, right. scandalous right. thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, well done, Lucy Foley, because right. I didn't figure it out.
1: I didn't either. and I, well, had to I read I had. It, I had. And I had to read it again
0: to even figure it out. So... <laughs> Yeah, so there we go. Yeah, so there. So if you're into a twisty mystery, it's a good. Yeah, it's yeah. a good
1: mystery. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. um, I did. I will say I liked the guest list better than this one, but that's not to say this was a bad story. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about a lot of authors. I have my favorites among them, and they're easy to rank. Well, and so, you know, you don't have to like the characters to not think it's a good no, book. But you're right. There were very very few redeeming qualities on this story. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So yeah. so anyway, so there that's our that's our full reveal. <laughs> I guess reveal. of the Paris apartment. Um so pick it up if you well, I hope that you didn't listen to this, then go read it. Read it, it. right, cuz we
1: just spoiled it all right, for you. We told you the whole story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh but maybe pick up a different one if you enjoyed this one. I would say um she has six novels in total right now so um you're bound to find something that you can't guess among the list okay so that's a wrap on the paris apartment we will be back in june look for us a little later than normal when we post our episode we will be recording episode 30 and i think there's a little poetry in this we our very first book review Um, on this podcast was an ellen hillebrand book yeah. And our thirtieth episode will feature Ellen Hildebrand's newest book, The Hotel Nantucket. We know we're gonna get it because we pre-ordered it way, back in, <laughs> way back in January when we were at Bucket List weekend. So we know it's gonna be here on time. So we'll we'll go ahead and get that read and then get that one reviewed for you uh, like the middle of June. Yeah. So you look for it then. In the meantime, you can go back and listen to all 28 of our other episodes. Uh, Don't forget to go back and check anything out that maybe you had to go read before you got further into the spoilers. And uh, we'll be back in a month with the Hotel Nantucket and another probably beachy beverage. Oh, yes. Yeah. So cheers to you out there. And cheers to you, Kelly. Cheers to you, Kelly.